You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 318. In this episode, I talk to Claudia Chan about how women can achieve their highest potential. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. On today's episode, I talk to Claudia Chan, who is an author, leadership expert, and entrepreneur dedicated to inspire individuals and organizations to accelerate diversity, equity, and inclusion in the workplace and the world. She's the founder of the award-winning leadership conference, She Summit, that has made advancing women and workplace inclusion both accessible and actionable. Before we dive in, I want to share a review from Apple Podcasts from Maria Sundberg from Sweden. I'm happy that I found Sigrun and her podcast. I'm so happy that she's a part of my life. Sigrun and the entrepreneurial women that she brings to the show empower me. They inspire me at the same time as they calm me inside. They sort of sing me a lullaby. Everything is going to be just fine as long as you follow your heart and trust your gut. So go chase your dream. Keep on rocking, Sigrun. Thank you so much, Maria. I would also appreciate if you left a review on Apple Podcast and maybe you'll hear your name mentioned in an upcoming episode. Go to signal.com forward slash 318 where you will find links to Claudia Chan and the programs you mentioned in this episode plus the show notes of the show. I am so excited to be here with Claudia Chan. Uh, we met at, well, not really met, but you spoke at Iconic last year. And that was my first interaction with Ali Brown. And you were on stage there. And I was so inspired from the She Summit. I actually knew about the She Summit before. And I re remember chasing you after you spoke. Oh, you should come on my podcast. But then, of course, we forgot. And then we met again at Ali Brown's workshop recently. So I'm glad you're finally on the show, Claudia. I'm happy to have you here. I am so excited to be spending the next 30 minutes with you. <laughs> <laughs> so you started the She Summit, and I remember seeing the website for it. And if I recall correctly, it was a little bit for entrepreneurs in the beginning, and now it's a little bit more geared towards corporate. But, you know, coming back, like, what's the story behind the She Summit? Sure. So, I mean, this was basically 2012, 11 um, in the United States. And I built a multi-million dollar business as a female entrepreneur. And then I sort of went through this journey of not feeling like I had purpose beyond the material success. And I started learning more about women's issues and the state of women and girls. And I realized, you know, at that time, it was like 3% of Fortune 500 CEOs were women. And 
you know, just the gender disparities in, across industry, and but just also violence against women and, and all the sort of injustices around the world. And, and I just wanted to create a conference that would get women to care about women's issues and get women to realize their highest potential. So the She Summit was first launched in 2012, and it was really more mainstream. It was more about like all women, entrepreneurs, consumers, corporates, and the she stood for she helps empower. And we were, you know, there really wasn't anything like that at the time in 2012. You know, today, you know, the future is female, you know, gender equality and women's leadership is everywhere. If anything, it's it's super mainstream today. But back then, you know, seven, eight years ago, it was just it was more about sex in the city and you know, women's value was more placed on what they were wearing and who were they were dating. And so I was like, women, you know, we cannot be what we cannot see. And so the, for the first several years, the conference, basically to date now, we've had over 500 speakers, 140 content sessions, and, uh, and we've had over 100,000 people that have watched live stream and attended. And yes, today we do focus more on corporate America and getting companies to send people because we feel like that's the next level of impact. Mm, yeah. When you say you had built a big business before, you want to talk a little bit about that because we have a lot of female entrepreneurs listening to the podcast and they're like, okay, so you created a conference, but what did you do before? So basically when I was 20, I'm sorry, 25 to 35 years old, that was, I call that the first sort of like era of my entrepreneurship because I've been running She Global now, She Summit now from like 35 to 40, well, I'm 44 now. But basically, that was the 2000s era, the Sex and the City era, and where, you know, fashion, beauty, and, and women's lifestyle, you know, media companies were doing really well. And so we had this company, Shecky's Girls Night Out. And after September 11th, um, we started doing these shopping parties, just something happy and would bring women, girlfriends, groups together. And we would do, we'd bring in emerging designers and goodie bags. And we just sold these like $35, $40 tickets. And we ended up expanding it across America. We had 80 days of shopping parties a year. We had 150,000 women that attended. And for brands like Maybelline or L'Oreal or alcohol companies, like any brand that wanted to sample and market to women, we became one of the largest female experiential platforms out there. So it was these physical events uh, where we gathered, you know, thousands of women at a time, city by city by city. So that was the first business. And it was really popular then because that was, you know, there was a website called Daily Candy, you know, Devil Wears Prada, Charlie's Angels, you know, like that was that 2000s era of fluff and materialism, you know? And so that's, we capitalized on that at that time. And then it's funny, so then I went from women's entertainment to women's empowerment. But I've always been in the sort of doing live convenings, right? Like bringing women together through events and working with brands and corporations that want to reach those women. So that's always traditionally been at the core of my background. Mm. So it's been like now almost 20 years of you kind of working with women in different areas. Wow, 20 years. I haven't thought about it that way. It's been a long time. <laughs> now, now I shocked you with a number. When I look at you, I think of leadership. You have been smart how you market yourself and what you've done in the past. It's like, hey, leadership, that's me. And sometimes entrepreneurs, I'm like, leadership, is that something I need to think about? Because they are like, well, leader, like maybe they don't have a big team yet. Virtual assistants It's like, what is leadership? So what is leadership to you? In all my journey of being an entrepreneur, I ended up going through a period of 
I wrote a book called This Is How We Rise, Reach Your Highest Potential, Empower Women, Lead Change in the World. And it was really, you know, what I had gone through is, is in that sort of purpose of being very um, business driven, I went through a lot of personal growth, leadership development, and social impact. And really at the core of my most passionate work today is really helping all people, like seeing and unleashing the leader and, and the limitless potential inside of people. And so to me, leadership has always actually been a very one-dimensional word term. So you think, oh, like, you know, leadership applies to my business. Like I have to lead a team well, or I'm leading my company well, I'm leading my profits, I'm leading productivity well. Whereas, you know, I believe that we need a more feminine rooted definition. So it, leadership should mean leading your whole life well, like leading your, you know, all of our identities well, like, you know, your entrepreneurship well, your team or your organization or your social impact or the impact that your company has, right? But it could also mean like leading your marriage well. It could lead, it can mean leading your parenting well, leading your finances well. So it's all about whole life leadership. So that's the number one is that, you know, leadership to me means leading our whole lives well. And it's, we have to get all people and especially women to get comfortable with the word leader and to think of leader as leading our whole lives well, this integrated whole self, because we actually give up power when we don't think of ourselves as leading and we don't think of ourselves like we're actually not taking on the responsibility and the potential that is actually in our destiny. So that's number one. Number two is, you know, leadership is also should be more accessible. So leadership, meaning it means leading change for issues you care about from where you are. You know, so if you're coming out of college, right, or you're just starting that first business or you're, you know, maybe more advanced in your business, the idea is like you are a lead, like step into and decide that you want to cultivate and embody and work on being a better leader to lead what you care about from where you are. If that makes sense. So basically, we just have this very masculine definition. You know, leadership has been defined by men and really every institution out there, right? Like companies, governments, everything's been designed for men. And so leadership has really been a very male oriented term. But then we've got like women, like half the population of the world, they don't like that word. They don't, they don't feel comfortable with that word. Really, like we need to redefine the definition of leadership, reframe it and actually embody and become that definition so that we can step into our potential. That's basically also your topic. You know, you've written the book, How We Rise. So I think that's not like, you know, you didn't say how we become leaders, how we rise. So that speaks a little bit broader and it's more accessible to women. Is that the reason you picked that title? Yeah. So it's interesting because I, I guess, you know, and I'm very spiritual. I'm actually Christian. And I think a lot of that has inspired me and sort of how, you know, my lexicon and my, the words that I use. But the way that I look at life is that life is so short and limited. Like, let's just say that I'm 44 year, years old right now. And, you know, and I, how much time do I have left? You know, like if I get to live until I'm 90, you know, that is 46 years left of my life. Right. And so, so one of the things about rising, like what is our highest potential of who we want to become while we're here on this planet? I say your schedule is less about what you get done and more about who you want to become. So I'm only here on this planet for the short period of time. What do I, how do I want to rise to the highest and the fullest expression of who I'm meant to be, right? And I believe that everything has happened for us to bring us closer to who we're meant to become. And so how we rise to me and rising to your highest potential 
is me and, and the, the sort of goal of the book and the goal of my leadership message is I want all people to sort of step out of themselves and realize that you have this extraordinary destiny and this limitless highest potential and how do you rise to it? And how do you rise as a leader and become the leader that both your destiny and also your community or humanity want, you know, is calling you to be, right? And so at the end of the day, you know, the other thing about rising to your highest potential um, and why I use that term is that, you know, we're, we're actually, you know, here on this planet, yes, to like, to take, right? Like, if it's about me, it's about I want to, I want to take and like earn more money and have more success for me, my family, my personal health. It's all about me, 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 me. But actually reaching your highest potential is also about who you lift as you rise, right? It's also about your, you know, who are you impacting? Like, who are you serving with? And like, if you want to make your business, take it to the next level and have your business reach its highest potential, it's really more about who are you going to empower? Who are you going to impact? And so the whole message is a very sort of spiritual rooted definition of leadership, um, but that is really where the rise comes from, like rising to our highest destiny, the highest, like the, the who we want to become, at the limited time that we have here on this planet. And I think when people start seeing their lives from that outside in perspective and not just living their life in the world, but leading their life for the world, right, for something bigger, it completely reframes their perception and their power and the influence of who they are and what they can achieve. So that is a lot at the, you know, when you think about, you know, a lot of the, you know, leadership authors out there from like Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of Successful People or John Maxwell or Tony Robbins, like that's very much the Claudia Chan, you know, sort of methodology of it's sort of this more outside and spiritual perspective of the bigger why we're on this planet. Mm. I feel that women may think, okay, I'm generalizing. It's never good to generalize, but I'm still going to generalize. That is like, okay, I'm not going to change the world. I'm not going to be Tony Robbins. I'm not going to, you know, be a president or I'm not going to be famous. Do I still need to think about leadership or how we rise? Absolutely. I mean, I think that that's the thing is that, you know, your impact, we all have a different purpose. And I, and I talk about holistic purpose, like, you know, yes, there's your purpose in your personal life. And again, your family, your, your health, your well-being, all those things. But like, what is your purpose in the, in the social realm, in the external societal realm? Like, you know, you are, you know, Sigrun, you are basically your movement and where you're impacting is, is economic empowerment. You are empowering all these women and people to launch and grow businesses and through it, doing it in a way where, you know, it's scalable and it's digital and you have a very specific impact and you are changing people's lives in your platform, right? But another person could just have one, you know, one business that literally Im impacts a very specific thing. Like, no matter how big or small it is, that's how that person is changing the world, right? And, and also, sometimes we don't think we can do much, so we don't do anything. You know, we don't raise our hand to it. But if we all just did a little something, you never know, like one acorn leads to forests of trees, right? I love that um, Emerson quote. You know, it's like the bigger we vision, the bigger steps we take. So as long as, I think that's the problem is what you just said is so many women vision too small. Well, I'm, I'm a stay-at-home mom with like this one consulting thing on the side. Like there's no, I, I'm so overwhelmed with being a working mom. I can't change the world, you know? But the thing is, if we actually reframe that, and actually say, you know what, like I'm leading my family well, like I'm leading this small, I started in leading this, this startup and you know what, it's this, it's a little baby right now, but I'm going to dream big around it. I'm, what if like, this is the difference and this is who I want to empower 
and impact with this small business, right? And then that all of a sudden, and like just dream big around that, like dream big, like what is the biggest, biggest, biggest version? Have fun with it, fake it till you make it. And it's like when we expand our visions and our dreams for ourselves and the potential of who we can become, then all of a sudden it's miracles that take place, right? And so, so you see like just what you said earlier, like in a way you're giving up your power, you're giving up, you're giving up potential by just saying, oh, well, I'm just so small. I'm not going to change the world. Like I'm not. And I think that's because we have such a masculine old school definition of leadership. You know, I think we need to, if anything, I'm, I'm so on this mission to change and, and get women comfortable with the word leadership. And really thinking about it as like, I'm just leading my current priorities well, you know? And women are extraordinary. I mean, even as a full-time parent at home, you are leading. You are leading the nutrition of the household, the health care of the household. I talk about parenting as the original leadership position because you're literally raising and shaping human beings. Like, you see when we reframe, you know, and use the word leadership, you know, all of a sudden we're opening up all of this possibility, and giving ourselves more power and more confidence internally. Yeah. You said something very fast, <laughs> which I remember you said also when you spoke at Iconic and I wrote it down. It's not about what you put in your calendar. Can you repeat that quote? Your schedule is less about what you get done and more about who you want to become. So it's not about the do, it's about the who. There's 7.6 billion people on this planet and there's only one you. What do you want to represent? What do you want your legacy to be? What do you want your character, you know, to develop into? What is your, the purpose that you have while you're here, right? There's only one you. And I think when we start looking at stepping out of ourselves, you know, and looking at ourselves from the outside in, it shifts how we think about ourselves and how we think about our time and the meaning and the impact of what we do every single day, how we interact with our spouses or our partners and our character and our integrity, how we want to lead our teams, what we want our cultures to be like, the impact that we want to make. Do we really just want to live a life where it's all about me, myself, and I? And I, and I also love this um, quote too, which is, you know, at the end of our lives, you know, what did you do that lasted, right? That lasted beyond you being here. You know, what are you doing that truly lasts? And, you know, your legacy is everybody you've touched, everybody you've inspired, everybody you've empowered, everybody you've planted a seed in. That's the methodology of my How We Rise book and also my How We Rise leadership course and community, which, you know, I, I just launched and um, is really to get people like rising to their highest potential, looking at their lives from this completely different perspective and that they can actually, that their destiny is extraordinary that there is so much untapped potential, right? And the impact that every single one of us can make. And for many of us, it's our business. You know, I, I talk about the business is the vehicle, you know, whether you're, you have a, a job or whether or not you have your own company, like that is the vehicle and the, that you're going to utilize to, to achieve that impact, to achieve that higher purpose. And right now I would say for you, you know, like you are have probably economically, just through entrepreneurial empowerment and education, Sabrina, you've, you've probably impacted, I mean, you've impacted all the people in your community, everybody that's ever touched or listened to a webinar, like you probably have impacted tens of thousands of people, not to mention the people that those businesses, like your clients, like the clients of your clients, like you've impacted those people. You know, if one of your entrepreneurs is a life coach, 
and that she's empowered, you know, a hundred clients, like you're a part of that. That's a part of your legacy, right? Like when you give all, when you wake up every day and you're like, wow, like I'm literally changing the lives and I'm giving these clients more freedom with their time, you know, that they can make more money through their online companies and they can spend more time with their families and have more money, you know, for their, for their livelihoods. It's like, you know, that's a lot of impact that you've made. Right. So, so it is that sometimes where that feeling and that fulfillment is also just more battery, you know, to keep us going. I often say, you know, people ask me, how do you create, how do you do it all? How do you, how do you do everything? And I say, I give because the meaning of my work is so powerful and so strong and like who I touch and who I impact. And I care about that so much. And it's, it's not only giving to my business and giving to my, my movement, right. And my clients, but it's also like raising my kids. It's also relishing on, you know, life and family and the things that I love and learning. And so I sort of, if I have a bucket, I empty my bucket. I literally, I give what I'm passionate about my all until my bucket is empty. And then I refill my bucket with time with my kids, you know, with spa appointments, with time with my girlfriends, right? With all the things that I love. And then I, all of a sudden I'm ref my gas tank is full again. And then I go out and I empty it all out again. You know, and I think that that is really, you know, the most passionate, meaningful way to live your life. You know, when there's so much meaning to what you do every day and every moment that the hardness and the struggle no longer feel so hard. Mm. What if somebody is thinking as they're listening to us, I don't know my highest potential. How do I figure that out? So this is actually great in the sense of, you know, my, so I'm launching this How We Rise Leadership. I've created eight modules um, of content and curriculum that really helps a person do that. And for that piece, it's, it's sort of the first module is, I call it like, there's a life mountain and that's the destination, your holistic purpose. <clears throat> so we take inventory and, and we sort of go through, you know, what are like sort of self-reflection to help you figure out what that purpose is. But a lot of it starts with like your pain is your positive impact, I say. Usually it's something, it's a struggle or a pain that you've personally experienced or that you've seen other, or you've witnessed. You know, maybe you had, you know, a sibling that had breast cancer, you know, and, and or maybe you've experienced, you know, gender discrimination, or maybe you have, you know, you're really like passionate about being a single mom because you were like single motherhood because you were raised by one. I mean, you know, what is personal to you, right? Like at, at a certain point, there's always like, I have a friend right now whose son is, um, has mental health issues. He's 10 years old and he's just going through a lot of anxiety and there were no resources for her. You know, like there's literally, like she has a big, big corporate job and she felt very, you know, isolated through the experience. And now she's thinking about what if I were to create a resource for this, you know, because there's so many people that need this, right? So usually it's like, you know, see the invisible, do the impossible. Like what is missing that you've experienced? And so, and usually it's also, you know, that that's probably going to be the purpose direction because you just feel it in your heart. You just get so excited about it, Right. And, and again, we forget too that all the privileges that we have, you know, in our lives and all the, you know, like our kids get to go to great schools, right? Like who created those schools? Like, you know, who funded that or who created those resources, right? We forget that it's people that actually create solutions and actually better humanity. It's not, it's not companies, right? It's not institutions that, you know, fill invisible white spaces. It's people that do. So we can actually, like, we are all here to fill a white space. We are all here to make an impact. So it can be something that just starts off as a seed, but again, an acorn can lead to forests of trees. So 
you know, it's just sort of start small, right? Start small and, but don't close yourself off and don't close off your potential because you're like, oh, well, I can't possibly do that. Like, I, you know, there's no way, like you're, you're basically cutting yourself off and your potential off, like from the start. And if you don't believe me, just fake it till you make it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you, you mentioned you, you have now, based on your almost 20 years, we're mentioning that 20 years again, you have created an eight-week course on how to both figure this out, your potential, but also how to start to live it, I guess. So can you explain a little bit what the course goes through? Yeah, absolutely. So basically, the first week is all about you know, helping you reframe what being a leader means so that you embody it and become it. It's like, let's talk about a more accessible, really all the power that we've been giving up, especially as women, right? Or, you know, by not actually thinking of ourselves and, and, and expanding what our potential could actually mean. And I, I also often always say too, that there's like, like, you know that there's a genius inside of you, or there's like so much potential inside of you. And most of us probably don't feel like we're utilizing our potential, right? That we're actually giving what's inside of us, you know? And, and so, so that, that's sort of like week one. Week two is basically helping you as we, you know, the destination, helping you figure out like, what is, what is my purpose, right? Like, what is, like, what are some of the issues? Like, who am I possibly being called to impact? And then step three is the vision of what you're going to create or drive. So it's, if you're an entrepreneur, like how do you amplify and take your business to the next level? How do you take your career or the program, or whatever you've started to the next level to make this impact. And really, and like from a, from a financial revenue standpoint to a impact standpoint, and then we move into looking at your core limiting beliefs, because, in, you know, for every single person, you know, we have all these goals and dreams, because I'm getting you to vision really, really big, right? Like, and we actually don't often spend the time visioning the way that we should, there's 60,000 thoughts a day that go through our minds. And for most people, they're negative thoughts. Like, you know, there's a lot of disasterizing and negative, like putting ourselves, ourselves down thoughts. And so, you know, we can't really realize these dreams when we have, we have this battlefield going on in our minds. And so we do some healing work around that, like really looking through, like, what are some of your core limiting beliefs and where do those things come from so that we can shift our relationship with them? Then we talk about, you know, the engine that make, which is courage and community, so, you know, your community, we become the company we keep. So getting you thinking about, you know, who your community currently is, how we need to be editing our community and the content because we are so impacted by those people, right? Also getting you to building your courage too. So I always say that I love one of my, my favorite mentors says, you know, create the future, right? Burn the past on fire. Like, how are we going to be so bold and give to the future? Like save nothing for the next life, you know, just... Give it our all. Give our all to the future. And how do we really exercise being more bold and being more courageous? Most people choose comfort over courage, but extraordinary is on is on the courage side, right? And then we also go through like the less obvious leadership traits, like self-love, humility, grace, mindfulness. Like to me, those are all leadership skills or or things that we practice so that we can become better leaders. And then we talk about whole life leadership, where that's module seven, week seven where we go through, like help you map out your life departments and all the different titles and roles that you have, sort of reframing how you're going to show up to lead your whole life well. And then the last module week is about planning your next rise. So I talk about, it's not a sprint, it's a lifelong journey of seasons of life. So like, what's your next season? 
you know, like maybe like we're entering summer, right? So in, in America, like America, summer is a very like self-care time, time with your kids and family. Like what are your priorities in the next life season? And then come fall where you're doing that business launch or maybe there's something, you know, a promotion or something happening, you know, how do you prioritize other areas in that season? So really getting, helping people map out so that it doesn't feel overwhelming. So that is a whole life leadership course. And again, it's to unleash the purpose-driven and, you know, just whole life integrated leader inside of all of us and really help you rise to your highest potential and change the world, <laughs> you know, help you believe and enable you to even be on that path. So I'm so excited about it. Clearly you can feel and see the passion. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, you've been inspiring from the first moment I saw you speak at Iconic and people can hear it in the episode too, that you are on a mission to bring leadership to women and, you know, gender equality. And we are on the same page here. We're just doing it in different ways that we want gender equality. And one way is to uh, actually have women lead more. So I'm with you on that, Claudia. Absolutely. I mean, I think gender equality, you know, that's been like the core of She Summit and She Global, right? Is, I mean, since 2012, we've had over 100, activated 100,000 people to lead change for gender equality, for diversity and inclusion, for social impact, for social issues. So, and I, and I think that that's really, I think that this is a major movement is if we can get women to actually step into their leadership, you know, and really clarify and amplify like what they're here to do, then a lot of those barriers, those internal and external barriers towards gender equality, you know, will actually be removed. Or we can, we can set them aside, you know, because there's so many barriers. And I just want to also just recognize you that I have so much respect for what you've built. You are a mentor to me, you know, in terms of just like, I'm, I'm learning more about digital courses and, you know, this is your, I would be your student in this. And that's what it is too, right? Like we're in each other's tribe. Like we become the company we keep and we're all, it's the diversity of all of us in this gender equality movement that actually help, will help us accelerate the movement, right? Like you're so brilliant in what you do and I have my expertise in what I do and it's us learning from each other that we can really accelerate, like collaborate to accelerate. Collaborate to accelerate. That is the point, Claudia. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. I bet we'll have another conversation in the future again on the podcast and I uh, hope to see you soon again. Yes, thank you so much. Go to sing.com forward slash 318 where you will find links to Claudia Chan and the program she talked about in this episode, the leadership program that is about to start. And you will also find, of course, the show notes of this episode under 318. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe and give the show a review on Apple Podcast. And let me know on Instagram stories by tagging me Sigrun Com and using the hashtag Sigrun Show. See you in the next episode.